0: This is the T Podcast by Developing Lafayette. I'm your host, Ben Powers. On this podcast, you'll hear from business owners, entrepreneurs, and community influencers who all play a role in moving Lafayette Parish and South Louisiana forward. Today we have Mike and Satare Delcom here today. We're gonna to be talking about a relatively new business that just opened up in downtown. I say relatively, because it's been open since kind of October, mm-hmm. but it's still super new. Yeah. Um, it's soda, It's Sunday Soda Fountain, really cool place. But uh, also, these two entrepreneurs, they do a lot in the community, a lot, far more than just the the Sunday Soda Fountain. So let's go ahead and, ladies first, go ahead and introduce yourself so that people can uh, know who you are.
1: I'm Satare, Miriam Um I, my background is in real estate. I've been a realtor for about 16 years, currently with Ladder and & Bloom, and um in AI, Ladder & Bloom, commercial and residential. Um, I'm a mom. We have three kids, 5, 8, and 10, um, and, and married to this guy here. So, you know, naturally by default, a downtowner at heart, um, and, and that's what we do all day, every day.
2: Awesome. All right. Mike? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Delcom. and um, I guess my background's real estate and bar and restaurants. been awesome. doing that for 20 something years and it's been an interesting ride. And here we are today.
0: Yeah. All right. It was good to have you guys in. Um, so are you guys, I mean, with your last name, it sounds like you're originally from here, um, <laughs> but go ahead and tell me the, 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 I guess the, the coming up story, the background story of like how you guys got to where you are. Are you originally from here? And like, all that good stuff into what you guys do today.
2: Well, <laughs> I'll start. Yeah. So uh, back in my early 20s, um, I was, you know, doing uh, some construction projects. And uh, I had a, a gentleman that was uh, doing, uh, he was a manager of a restaurant downtown. And the restaurant was going out of business. And he knew I was in construction, and he asked me to invest in the restaurant and because it became a, a music venue. And I uh, decided that I didn't want to invest in an old concept. We uh, went down the street, leased a building, and started 307 Jazz Club. And uh, and I just got caught into the bar and restaurant business <laughs> and been down there since uh, in downtown Lafayette.
0: So 307 Jazz Club, like where, that was in downtown Lafayette? Oh,
2: that, yeah. Oh, we started that one back in 2002, and um, it uh it stayed in business for you know seven years, eight years, and then we turned around and leased it uh, to the office. Wow! And it sat in that location for about twelve years mm-hmm. until they moved across the street, which was that um, was a, a great project, a great learning experience as an entrepreneur, and I would do that again over and over. <laughs> so, and this is kind of why we got stuck in a boring restaurant. But
1: transitioning from like three hundred seven is what spawned. The yeah, and then
2: the whole liquor yeah. moratorium, you know, yeah. I saw an opportunity with that and uh, we went next door. It was another place there that had a liquor license and I was able to capture it. And the moratorium was in place and we started the green room. And um, that's been good for us. And it's actually what, you know, helps us see to, you know, the other investments yeah, we in love downtown the green Lafayette.
1: Room. Yeah, special.
2: And um, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of yeah. know, one of those learning experiences. So
0: what year was it that you got started in the business and and kind of downtown's vibe?
2: Yeah, 2002.
0: 2002, okay. And so you originally, are you originally from Lafayette though? Yeah, I was
2: originally from Lafayette. I uh, went to UL, uh, USL at the time. I was in uh, product design and did that for a few years. And then, you know, I felt uh, my entrepreneurship. I started a little painting company and uh, contracting company and was working with apartment complexes. And and the bar business came around, and I figured I was a you know a good manager at the time, and (laughs) and it just kind of you know I fed my fuel by these projects and by you know every day learn something new, and the entrepreneurship just started coming out more and more, and and it's something that we live for every day. Yeah.
0: So what you went to school for, you're not
2: necessarily using yeah, that degree. Yeah, well, you know, I realized, I look back and say, why did I go to, you know, spend all that money getting a college education? And it really comes down to, con- uh, you know, relationships and connections, meeting people, and that I met my business partner, and uh, we got introduced to more part- business partners. And, you know, we uh, started to learn that I had weaknesses and strengths. And then I looked to the people I was having entrepreneurial conversations with, and Notice they had different weaknesses and strengths and able to put that connection together and say, yeah. well, it takes a team to really, you know, build upon, you know, building multiple projects because you can get t- tied down and focusing on one thing. And then as an entrepreneur, that's that's <laughs> not a good thing, you know, so um, being able to partner has been great for uh, us and our family and, you know, my relationships of you know, figuring out who's good partners and what do we do and what's the next project, and searching for new ones. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: How many projects do you have in total? Like, how many businesses, I guess?
2: Well, you know, we do have, I'll call it a lot of LLCs, which we (laughs) try to slim down a little bit uh, for many reasons. But active partnerships, Mm -hmm. we do have um, four. And with our real estate, uh, we do a lot. And uh, that has... It almost is a, at a point where it exceeds our bar and restaurant, and um, so we're we're still growing in that department. And mm-hmm. it's something that I, you know, really have an interest in in the future with my entrepreneurship is really kind of moving into that real estate. But, you know, I do well in the bar and restaurant, and it is fun. We just got back from the bar and restaurant convention in Vegas with the pizza convention and the national tea convention. I have to say the bar and restaurant over there. They really know how to have a good time and uh, you know, showing people what it you know, bar and restaurant, what it can be, what it is could be. What it yeah. be. It's yeah. kind of yeah. fun and interesting. That's awesome.
0: All right. So Satari, tell us a little bit about kind of where you're from. If you're not originally from here, like how did you get here? Mm-hmm. And then ultimately how did you guys meet?
1: Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's a love story. <laughs> um so, I mean, my my dad is Persian. He's from the Middle East, and my mom is, is from Baton Rouge. They met in Baton Rouge.
0: Oh, uh, it's always a lady.
1: hmm I'm telling you. And so they ended up staying here. Um, I have a sister who lives in New Orleans, too. But, um, yeah, so born and raised around here, you know. I was born yeah. in Baton Rouge and, and raised here. So um, I went to Sacred Heart, an all-girls school, um, which, you know, we we love our all-girls all all-girl schools. All my friends, you know, it's it's really close connections that are just lifelong connections, um, but how did I meet him? I mean, I've always loved downtown from a different perspective. It's like you know the entertainment side of downtown. It's always where I've enjoyed being and going out and having fun and and the spaces and all. I, I love the diversity there. He, the word is, and if anyone knows otherwise, you let me know. But the word is, he he saw me somewhere downtown and said, oh. I'm
0: going to marry that
2: girl. Nice. Yeah, I and mean, that's yeah. how it happened. No. <laughs> and I was on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, you're making them blush, man. That's funny. All
0: right. that That's awesome. Okay. So, and you guys are husband and wife. When did you guys get married?
1: 2011. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you guys are business partners now, right? We are. Okay. So... And it, the soda the Sunday soda fountain is one of those projects and you guys are involved in real estate together, correct? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's kinda go into the the Sunday's soda fountain. Um oh, somebody said that the mic was covering his face. I know. Oh, um Thanks. Uh, if I can maybe flip the thing around, but it's kinda Is it still? Look, we're gonna we're gonna fix the mic situation here. Give me a second. <clears throat>
2: this side. Mm. Oh, there you go. And I'll sit up stronger.
1: Yeah. There you go.
2: All right. So maybe that will (laughs) work. Okay.
0: All right. I think we got it. And um, yeah, if you want to turn the mic just a little bit towards you, Satori. There you go. So that, because mm-hmm. yeah, we're good. Okay, now we can see <laughs> both of y'all's That's face. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Yari, for bringing that to my attention. I, I, uh, I guess I could have noticed that, but in the, in the trying to keep the conversation in my mind and not focusing on how it looks, you know, it is what you it is. It's all right. Yeah. All right. So, um, I want to I want to get to the Sunday's Soda Fountain and kind of how that came about because it's a unique it's a unique concept. Um, I say unique It's unique to Lafayette. Yeah. And how did you guys come up with this? Like, th- is it just something that you guys are interested in? Do you like the, the old fashioned style of the, that concept or like, or are you trying to figure out like, what's the, what's the thing that Lafayette mm-hmm. is lacking? Like, how did that, that, that brainchild kind of come about? So
1: yeah, that is, is definitely our brainchild here because it's a combination of a lot of things. It's a very old concept I mean, we're talking 100-year-old concept, but it's new because doesn't everything that's old come back around somehow? Right. It's interesting in that we didn't really approach this going, oh, let's open a soda fountain shop. It was never the idea. It's never on the, you know, the vision board. The, the vision was we wanted to contribute something else downtown that would, you know, it was something that was missing, something that would contribute more of the suites arena um, into our, our block specifically because we had the restaurants next door. And, um, something that would be family friendly because we, you know, have now have a young family Yeah. and we notice a lot of people have young families and they're staying downtown or they're moving downtown. And so there was a need to accommodate basically our lifestyle. We saw the need across the board and, and that's how we ended up, um, pursuing this. But I mean, there's a longer story. Yeah. If you touch yeah. On that. So,
2: um, <clears throat> The uh, when we purchased the building, it wasn't meant to be a soda fountain shop. It was supposed to. We were mm-hmm. looking in the direction of sweets because um, there wasn't a huge program in downtown in general. Uh, well, that
0: was the. That's what I was being told. Uh, there was an ice cream shop coming, and I'm like, okay, that's or like a sweet shop. That's the the term that I was hearing.
2: Yeah. So whenever we uh, when we purchased the building, we knew that there was going to be some type of restaurant type business going in there, and we purchased the building which was a a restaurant. Right. Then I started layering back the demo, and uh, we fell fell upon the floor uh, that's currently there now. It had another tile floor on top of it. And once I found the floor, I didn't want to tear it all off, but I went a little bit and found that it was in decent shape, so I kept on peeling off that tile floor, the uh, top layer, and uh, one day, a little old lady passed by and saw the floor, and she was like, made a remark, like, well, that floor brings back so many memories. And I was like, excuse me, man, what are you talking about? So she gave me a little story, and then three days later, another gentleman stopped by and said the floor reminded him of, you know, back when his parents used to take him to uh, the, the drugstore. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I locked the door to the building, and I walked down to the library <laughs> and got on the sandbar maps and started doing some homework and uh she went to the clerk of court we were calling everyone historical preservation and we found some pictures of the space being uh, the hyman's drugstore soda fountain back in 1937. Mm -hmm. i actually i have the photo
0: that i believe that's what this is here yeah so hyman drugstore and it has a young uh, girl sitting on one of these stools Mm -hmm. and you're saying that in this photo that floor is the the original floor that you guys have yeah. in the the fountain yeah. right now yes sir. Yeah. that is really cool
1: yeah it's really neat whenever we we purchased the property we knew that we didn't like the aesthetics of it right like it was nothing super attractive about it and we have this affinity for beautifying spaces um and so we knew we were going to make some changes we got a glimpse of the ceiling it was you know not beautiful at the time and so that was always something we wanted to showcase and restore um we we The floor. You were actually trying to leave that that ugly tile that was there because it was. He was like, "It is perfectly fine. We're going to work with it." And I'm like, "Ooh, I hate it." So whenever he chipped it and chiseled it up a little bit, I was like, "Yes."
2: It was meant to be. It was
1: meant to be because (laughs) it was meant to be. It led us in this direction.
2: Yeah, and then you know, whenever we found out it was a soda fountain shop, I was a little you know uneducated in what Mm -hmm. that exactly was. So I stayed up, you know, late nights. Went down the doing, rabbit holes. Doing the homework on, you know, finding yeah. out exactly what Soda Fountain Shop was and kind of came up with a, you know, concept that we could uh, really drive and had a uniqueness to it. And uh, and then after I found the direction that we could take this business, then the whole development of the interior concept came to fruition. You know, being a, uh, you know, I, I call it not an urbanist, but a, Uh, individual has interest in you know downtown centers and our success with the other buildings one of the major changes was a facade change Mm -hmm. so I knew that we were going to we were going to do the facade change and then the rest of the development came in once I was able to start finding what soda fountain shops were and what were the some some of the main elements that drove it
1: yeah yeah. I'm sorry no go ahead and just keeping in mind too like the whole sweets arena is something we wanted to be in we're not bakers, you know, like we're not. And so that was something we had to often remind ourselves of. It had to feel authentic to us. So we went through several different concepts. And I mean, we didn't sleep for almost a year and a half, just kind of like, okay, what's this? Oh, that's not, start from the beginning, go all the way down, then scratch it, start over, start with, some, because it didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel, it didn't feel, you know, authentic and real to us at all. It was like, you didn't want to put something out there that just you didn't believe in or, or, or love or have a passion about. And so what was beautiful about marrying this whole soda fountain concept is whenever we went down that rabbit hole and decided to pursue that concept, it was very much authentic and in line with us because it was of a time when bartenders, you know, it was prohibition. They were no longer bartending, but they were still behind the counter serving. Um, And so we have this interest in customer service and counter service and creations and that professionalism behind the counter that aligned with us because we're like, we get that. The bar world is his background. Add some sweets to it and some, you know, character. And it was something we fell in love with.
2: Yeah. It didn't become a great experience. Yeah, and we, that were sh- really was we were very experience driven. Small businesses, you know, the experience. Yeah. And then, you know, the there's more to come. There was another family um, that reached out to us on Facebook. And um, yeah. Said that their family had moved from Ohio back in 1905. I think
1: it was Ohio. It was north and north.
2: And popped up a tent and started selling chocolate. And then the building came along, and, you know, there's a whole story. And that family actually came down for Thanksgiving and had dinner there, which is pretty cool. So, officially,
1: we're, you know, the third soda fountain to occupy this space since 1905. The Yandel family in 1905, the Hymans in the 30s. And I think the name changed to something after the Hymans, but we are essentially the third soda fountain in that location unknowingly at the time. So it's kind of like, it gives you chills because we do feel like the building wanted to be this again. We feel like there's a reason why we found those floors before we just said, you know, we're going to lease this building because we can't figure out what to do with it. Um, (laughs) And so there was a reason that I I really do think that there's a reason why all of this unfolded the way way it did. And over the amount of time that it did, as you know, I mean, you've, you've been following this project for a while. um, And, and so it's interesting how we got here especially.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to I want to keep talking about it a little bit more, but I have my sponsors that I want to mention real quick and then we'll get rolling again. Unleash your musical potential with the Music Academy of Acadiana, Acadiana's top music school with classes in piano, guitar, voice, drums, violin, saxophone, flute and audio production. Their experienced instructors cater to students of all ages and musical styles. Graduates have excelled in college and major music competitions, and even made it on popular TV shows like American Idol and The Voice. Founded by UL Lafayette Music School graduate, Tim Benson, they've won national recognition and are consistently voted as a top music school since 2016. Their goal is to make music lessons fun, educational and to help foster the next generation of musicians and creative thinkers you can find more about them at their website musicacademyacadiana.com and you can also find them on facebook instagram linkedin and several other social media platforms our next sponsor chase group construction is founded locally by chase landry Chase Group Construction takes the lead and becomes your one point of contact for the entire design-build process. They have a diverse portfolio of projects that range from the medical field to popular restaurants to multi-unit shopping center developments. You can find more about Chase Group Construction at their website, chasegroupconstruction.com. All right, so uh, going back to the soda fountain, you guys, before we, uh, before I mentioned my sponsor, you said you guys are the third soda fountain in Lafayette that you know of. In, the, in this building. In that building. That's okay, not special. in Lafayette as a whole, no, no, just no. that building.
1: That specific building. And so that's what's really interesting is who could have just said, this is going to be another soda fountain. It wasn't on the horizon. But the fact that it is now is what makes it so incredibly special. Huh? Yeah. yeah.
0: And so – like you said, when you were when you guys were in this building and you you really didn't have like a, a firm grasp on what you were going to do, this the the soda fountain kind of vibe started obviously coming out as you guys were like deconstructing back it. the
1: layers of what it yeah yeah
0: and then that ultimately that's what sparked the the idea. I mean, yeah. I love it. I'm pretty sure everybody that comes into the the business is probably like this is great because uh, you you don't just have sweets, you have the soda, and then you have ice cream, and then you have spiked drinks. I I I don't know if there's a term that you want to yeah libations. So um so adults can enjoy it a little bit more than yes. they could whenever they were a kid, I guess. And then <laughs> the kids can go in there and get all the sweets that they want. And then you can also eat lunch there. Like mm-hmm. you have what lunch items do you have? Because uh, I think maybe when people walk by or they see it, they're probably thinking, you know, it's a it's a sweet store like a like these, like it says a soda fountain store. What can people expect there whenever they go?
1: It is so interesting because people do come in and they'll go, oh, I'm here for ice cream, and then they'll look up and go, you guys have food here? And we're like, yes, 9 a.m. to 9 or 11 p.m., you know, most evenings. Um, And so we have this wide array of food because we do have these robust hours. So we have the beignets and we have the breakfast burritos. And, you know, on Sundays we serve our French toast. But we also serve, you know, incredible BLTs, People come in all the time for our soup salads and sandwiches. Our Sunday burger is super popular. Our, you know, our onion rings. People just love the aspect of everything that we are serving for the most part, you know. Yeah. Um, the pastrami sandwich is probably one of our favorites. And But the soup every day, you know, that's something new to downtown is not everyone serves a good soup all day, every day. Here you can come in and get it um, 9 a.m. to 9 or 11 p.m.
0: Yeah, so soda fountains back in the day, they were not restaurants.
1: Well, they definitely would have, like, a hamburger and some, sa- and some, and some okay. basic Okay, Yeah, because they were kind of the – they yeah.
2: developed in the drugstores because <clears throat> when the servers from the bars, you know, had to look for occupation after Prohibition started, um, they naturally migrated to the ice cream parlors because of the style. Uh, service style uh, was very similar. Mm-hmm. And then the, the pharmacists who were actually making uh, drugs and, you know, compounds in the back – were able to the maturity of the bar the servers coming from the, the bar industry were a little bit more sophisticated than the teenagers that were working the ice cream parlors. So they were able to really in their cocktail creations, of knowing how to mix chemicals, um, where they was a perfect marriage. And this is where the whole soda fountain really developed. Became and it popular. was a it was a those drugstores were the kind of the corner stores of today, which services most of you know. Mm any convenience to item, which included food at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, we, really, we added the food element. Um, knowing that I didn't have a strong kitchen background, it was needed to be able to sustain the investment level that uh, we made downtown, and uh, it, works, it works for us. You mm-hmm. know.
0: Yeah. So with this su- Sunday Soda Fountain, how much time uh, is it having to require of you guys to run it? Um, obviously you have a staff, but with all the other stuff you guys have going on, especially real estate, I mean, you're a, a busy real estate person too. Um, like how much time are you guys spending there?
1: Well, we don't sleep a whole lot apparently. <laughs> um, Cause add in the three kids too, yeah, right? Like, right. you know, we have a family life as well. well. Yeah, we do
2: have a great staff. Yeah. And uh, so they do help us, you know, retain some balance mm-hmm. of, you know, normalcy when it comes to it's a, it's, a, it's a new concept, so we, we're constantly trying to evolve, you know, the concept into, you know, what it needs to be, because, um, you know, I call it like a, it's a runway model of uh, fashion. When you see, a, you know, the fashion industry puts something on, a, you know, something new, it goes to the runway, and it's got all this glamorous stuff on it, and then when it hits the main market, it's trimmed down. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we put a lot of stuff out there to see, you know, what the market uh, wants and needs, and then, as every day, we're we're fine tuning it and trying to improve, uh, you know, our products.
1: Yeah, yeah. Learning our business from the yeah. inside out. So we're in there yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, we enjoy it too. So it's, we're downtown every day in general. And so whether or not we're down the street at the green room or Central Pizza or here, you know, we're always in the area. Yeah.
0: Are most of your, um, I guess, business projects and um all the other stuff that you have going on it is it mainly centralized in the downtown area
2: it is mm-hmm. uh and it's due to the um you know the, the density that we both like when it comes to real estate and the foot traffic it's hard to get the foot traffic in an urban area you know anywhere else and really besides you know going to new orleans mm-hmm. and lafayette's done a really good job of you know developing that foot traffic bringing the tech companies in which is starting to help really kind of diversify the you know the the people that are down there Mm -hmm. which is not you know all all fair related now so it really and though in those tech companies are bringing people from all over the world which brings you know different people different thoughts and you know vision and you know it's unique so we like playing in that market and it's done us really well and you know, I, I travel studying, um, you know, urbanism, trying to, you know, what's the, you know, the new face, the, you know, the new codes that help develop those areas. Because, like, the Parkland downtown, you know, Central Pizza's Parkland was the first one in the state um, by permit. And so, you know, it's just little things like that that help downtown become unique in terms of being, you know, the, the population down in Lafayette mm-hmm. as compared to other bigger cities. You know, we do a good job of really driving you know, a nice urban feel.
0: So how, so speaking of downtown, obviously a lot of all of this revolves around downtown. Um, oh, whenever I moved here in 2010, I started hearing about like, you know, we need to, we need to revive downtown. We need to make it more vibrant and need to try to get businesses here. We, we also need to get the people and how do you get the people without the businesses and how do you get the businesses without the people? The whole talk about the chicken and the egg thing. How do you guys see downtown now compared to 20 30 years ago whatever that looks like like do you guys see the the progression and the 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 work being put into it to, to actually see the vision that people have been saying they they wanted to see for years or like like what is your what is the gauge like what does that look like
2: um, it really goes down to the politics, you know. It's it's the
0: uh, everything comes down to politics. I feel like.
2: Yeah, you know, we uh, we're a growing city, um, and thankfully for that, you know, uh, but the the politics is spe- uh, specifically in Lafayette has been very tough for us downtown. Um, you know, we had a council that was five to four; it was divided in terms of funding. And I have to say, you know, our current mayor has did a really good job of, you know, looking at downtown and seeing, you know, the businesses that are coming down there, and he's out there helping us. He shows up for stuff, and it makes it, it makes a difference. And if we can continue to do that politically, we can make big strides when it comes to really driving the economic engine of our town. There's a company um, uh, out there. As Cube Three did a study and really looked at uh, Lafayette as a parish as, an, as a whole and said, where are our revenue generating uh, districts? And it was downtown Lafayette, River Ranch, and the Acadiana Mall. And you know, seeing that downtown was the number one driver of revenue for the city in terms of sales tax and, and property taxes that, you know, it's a, for me, seeing those numbers, it's uh, I now searched for investment opportunity in down there and, you know, and, that, and then started educating myself on, you know, what can I do to participate and, you know, make physical changes? Because it really comes down to what physical changes can we, you know, make downtown to create a new experience? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the experience itself, going to Vegas uh, for my first time, I realized now I know at what level drives people there. And, you know, I, I just I have more projects I'd like to do down down there if we can, as a city, mm-hmm. continue to, you know, push you know some funding to our district um, in terms of you know infrastructure as a whole. You know there are developers down there that really want to develop, but our old infrastructure needs to be improved, and we'll see drastic changes once that starts to come. And they're already doing it. That's I mean it's yeah, there. It's underway. It's yep. changed um, since I've been down there.
1: Yeah, Anita did a great job of leading a lot of that to take action and, yeah. and come forward. Now from a real estate perspective, you know from you asked me about 10, 10 15 years ago or um, from the real estate market. We've always <laughs> been planted downtown and had an interest and we're always feeling like we're cheerleading for people to come downtown. And there were plenty of people who were like, you're crazy. This is a dying <clears> market. Why <laughs> are you doing this? And I, I love it because these are the same people who are now coming to our businesses and now are like, I want to invest down here too. And so it was kind of uh-huh. like we're ahead of that in some way. But what that also means for a lot of the business owners and property owners downtown, is they know that they, we're there. We've always been there. They they trust us. They know that we have the best interest for them as business owners and property owners, as well as ourselves and mine. And so that's what also has been able to allow us to maintain and foster a lot of those relationships with people um, from a real estate side. So, you know, just... Knowing you know, that we're there. We're always going to be yeah, there. Investors are. It's important. You know, they're,
2: yeah. they're searching. We're not now, just there they, now. <laughs> right. They know that, you know, our, our <laughs> interest is in developing downtown as a whole so they can trust our judgment. It comes like, we want you down there. We do. And, yeah. you know, we'll make the best decision to get them down there. You know, sometimes we have to sacrifice opportunity. That's right. To <laughs> get someone that may have a little bit more investment power or collateral than we do. It's just really about developing it as a whole because the rising tide lifts all ships. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we are a true believer in that. Yes. So, I mean, at least for the past, what, God,
0: 13 years now, because I've been here for, God, it doesn't feel like 13 years. It feels like I just moved here. But anyway, um, I've seen a lot happen, and I don't live downtown. I go, to, I go yeah. downtown as often as I can. And just from 2010, there has been a lot of changes. Um, I know specifically in the bar scene, um, from 2005 to 2010, I've seen a, a drastic reduction in the amount of clubs. I guess you would say there's still clubs downtown,
1: yeah.
0: But in 2005, whenever I graduated high school, that was like. If you wanted to go to a club, you went to Lafayette, you went downtown. Now, I never... Back then, I was a small-town country boy. I didn't know where downtown Lafayette was. <laughs> I actually... I, I was living in uh, Lake Charles with a girlfriend, and we came to Lafayette to go to Nighttown, and we had no clue where not- Nighttown was. We stopped at a, a convenience store, and I was like, hey, where's Nighttown? And that's this is before we had GPS and sure. phones. We had... I think MapQuest was a thing, but mm-hmm. this uh this uh store worker was like yeah you go down here you go down i think we ended up like on vera like <laughs> i look i really don't like i really don't know how we didn't find it but i was like whatever let's just leave because we we're lost uh so we we ended up going back to lake charles but um
1: oh what a shame i know shame. i know
0: so but just moving here i i've seen this the the shift even from the 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 extreme bar scene to now it's it's actually becoming or it feels like it's already becoming a a destination place where people can actually come to downtown and not have to worry about it just being an alcoholic type of atmosphere. Absolutely. It's very family friendly. And I, and I really appreciate that's what you guys are doing Absolutely. with this is that and you recognize that, like you said, uh, the need for family friendly uh, businesses and things to do because Ultimately that's what's going to drive a lot of that daytime traffic and your your early evening traffic. Now your late evening traffic, I mean that's bar scene. I mean, right, yeah. There's honest. nothing wrong
1: with that. You have bars and restaurants, right. entertainment of all sorts and kind. Um, but yeah, you're right, from you've noticed a, a shift from primarily bars and nightclubs to um, there's a good mix, but we need more. We can we can do better, we can do more. And so to bring in more of that daytime traffic, we have transitioned a lot of the properties over to retail. And that's kind of the next, you know, yeah. that's our forefront right now is we're we're purposely focusing on retail because there are new residential developments coming up and they're filling up quickly. And so there's more that are going to be slated soon. You know, they haven't necessarily been all announced, but they're all in the pipeline. And these people now need lifestyle amenities. So retail, we need a pet grooming and boarding place. We need more things that are going to accommodate the daytime um, lifestyle amenities that we all yeah. know need and love and and Good people and seek yeah
0: yeah so this has been a, a um, I guess a pain point for the downtown and a grocery store or a market per se mm-hmm. we had the handy stop market which is now Ami's yes um yeah. but it's downsized it's a lot smaller than what it was uh
1: I really like it too, by the way. I really like his, I know he went, he, he downsized, but I think that's perfect in yeah. the, in the oh, environment. Yeah. It, looks, you know, it looks,
0: yeah, Yeah. It sense. looks great. Yeah. But is downtown ever going to be a viable option for, let's just throw a random thing out there for Rouse's, for example, mm-hmm. is there, is it possible or like, could it be viable from your perspective?
1: Um, I would say absolutely, but I've always said um, maybe not on – everyone wants to put everything on Jefferson Street. yeah. And to understand the tenant mix and what and where things will thrive, downtown is more than just Jefferson Street. We've spoken about that in the past. There are B streets that need to be activated. But also, I mean, you have Johnson, you have Congress, and you have the university. These are streets that are still bordering downtown, considered downtown, that would be viable for concepts like a large – Grocery store. Yeah, um, it doesn't have to be right in the center of Jefferson, and I think that's kind of hard for a lot of people to grasp. Yeah,
0: yeah I think uh, when people think of downtown Lafayette, they think of Jefferson. They think one street, yeah, right, and it's the most popular street. Sure. I get it, but yeah, not everything can be on Jefferson, yeah. um, and I think that's probably why. You know, it, I don't know the the what property goes for downtown, but I'm pretty sure like being on Jefferson is a premium cost Versus being on Lee or uh, Buchanan, for mm-hmm. example. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just thought it would be interesting because I mean, I know a lot of people have tried to attack the grocery store concept for downtown, and for one reason or another, it just really didn't grab on. And I know uh, Cajun Crate tried to do it in the on the Buchanan side, and it was, but it, and I appreciate where she was going with it, but it was all only louisiana made stuff so like she had she struggled specialty right but she struggled to find louisiana made toilet paper yeah so like (laughs) you know if you want toilet paper and you want to support downtown grocery stores she didn't have it so and and that's what i appreciated about her she stuck with that keeping it louisiana based but you know she struggled in certain areas and uh, but um I want to be respectful of your time. I want to move back to Sundays. I have some photos, and also I, I took. I've been taking a few sips of this drink. I have no clue <laughs> what this is, but it's really good. I see pretzels, and I taste caramel.
1: This is the I'm salty.
0: Is I'm salty? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to see if I can get this. It's a butter in.
1: pecan caramel. It's delicious.
0: All right, so I'm struggling to get it in the Milk shot. Shake. Yes, that looks amazing. All right, and it tastes really good. So you said it's a, you, said, you didn't say it's a coffee, you said it's a milkshake, right?
1: That's It's a milkshake, yeah. Got it, okay. Yeah, we had one that was a coffee ice cream milkshake we could have brought too, but this one. Yeah,
0: really, really, really good. I had to just
1: guess which one you, you would enjoy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, and I love it, I love We're it. We had to ask
1: our soda jerks, which one would you recommend for them? And so we think, this
0: well, one. I really appreciate that. And so going through the photos here, so some of these are from your Facebook page. So the first photo is a sandwich. It looks like, uh, I, I can't really tell. It has fries. It has a pink um, soda. Can you show me? Yeah, I can kind of move the screen around for you. Oh,
1: so that is our, that's our fried shrimp po' boy. That fried shrimp special. po' boy? Yes. So we've incorporated shrimp um, on our menu in, in both the fried or grilled form. And so that was for us to launch the fried shrimp.
0: All right. That special. looks really good.
2: One our specials.
1: Yes.
0: All right, so next photo. This looks like cake balls.
1: It is okay,
0: but you guys didn't make these we didn't yourself. Make
1: these no, no, these are from our friend with the very popular piece of cake bakery. She's incredible. I know you. Have you spoken with Morgan before? Not
0: on here, she's, but I mean, I've, she's awesome. Yeah.
1: So she, um, she makes. I always say the best cake balls in town, and we <laughs> have them downtown if you want them.
0: <laughs> yeah, these are these are really good. Let me uh, change my uh, screen here so that I can have everybody in the screen all right so next photo it's a it's an ice cream Mm -hmm. so it's this one right here off of your facebook page
1: Uh yes it's a triple scoop
0: so this is a i see a waffle cone you guys make the waffle waffle cone in-house
1: we sure do smells delicious yeah
0: yeah i bet i bet your mouth waters every time you go in
1: you can as you're walking up you'll know that they're making them at the time too because you can just smell it Good.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. all right.
1: So the, that's a triple scoop, and what we were showcasing there is the <coughs> assortment of flavors. So we um, we do carry dairy-free ice cream, and oftentimes, like, two or three flavors are dairy-free, and so that has a scoop of that. We do have a no-sugar-added um, ice cream as well as a, a full-on regular high-premium butterfat ice yeah.
0: cream. Yeah, so all right, good. And then s- this is a wrap. This looks like a chicken salad
1: wrap. Okay. It could be the chicken. I'm not seeing it. We we have, um, mm-hmm, that's the chicken salad wrap. And we can also make that in the shrimp salad form.
0: Okay. That looks good. It's so good. I didn't eat lunch yet, obviously. <laughs> gotta oh, go my sundaes. God. You got go to get <laughs> it? Okay. Uh, so we, I showed the photo of the, the, uh, the old Hyman drugstore. But here it is again, just in case you want to look at it. If you are watching and you decide to go to Sundays after this or at some point, Pay close attention to the floor. Um, it has a worn area where yes. people have walked for years. Love and so that. Yeah. You can't duplicate can't that. You can't replicate that. that. No, like that's, it's, that's the
1: authentic part that we were going yeah. for. Everything that we tried to put in there, we sourced for over a year. Um, and that's when people walk in, they're like, oh, this detail. There. And I love when people notice the details because we spent so much time. And we weren't quite sure if people would notice it or just like, you know, it would be part of the experience and they wouldn't really – know what they were looking at or touching but um we we saw so much over time but the floor was very special so we left it alone um the the stools are craft from you know original molds of stools and um,
2: Even one of the uh, the Hyman family yes, members yes. Uh, brought us one of the stools that are in that picture. The original.
0: Really? Yes.
2: and it's a, it's a loner. Yeah. but so. she was uh, appreciative enough to let us have it. Yeah, they
1: said as long as we have Sundays, we can have it there. So. Nice.
0: So do you all have it set up somewhere where you can see it? Not
1: yet. It's, okay. It's very, very heavy. We need to figure out how to <clears throat> properly display this without... Yeah. You know, Yeah, it hurting. But right <laughs> now
2: it's uh, we do have it in our office, and yeah. uh, we're looking to get it installed and make it, you know, with a little plaque and yeah, like, like, giving the hymen. So
1: that's awesome. So thank you. And all of the photos in our in our shopper, you know, from the historical preservation and yeah, archives. And
0: uh, it's it's a it's an awesome place. So so this is your soda jerks. Uh, uh-huh. The the name always gets me because the word jerk is usually not a positive word. But unless it, it's
1: a soda jerk, yeah. Exactly. Or we can call them physicians if it makes you feel better. That's.
0: So the the outfits, they are unique. Um they they almost look medical, but also like very Sonic esque. Like if you were to think about old school Sonic. Right. Like it feels like I I, I feel like I'm in like the fifties. Yeah. That's what it feels like.
1: So, I mean, again, these are professionals that were behind the counter. The outfit, what you see there with the button down and the bow tie and the hat, that's authentic from a soda. So the second photo we have on the wall on the left is a photo from um, a Mardi Gras in front of the building, and there is a picture of a soda jerk, like, in the crowd. And So we're like, that's it. And if you look at some of the other photos we have of soda jerks, it's very authentic to have the nice, clean, professional front kind of medical because it would have been a pharmacy yeah
0: but um yeah that's all right awesome so t- this is the shot of the um oh okay somebody said 50s minus the racism lord
1: well it, it's, it's a little <laughs> bit more like 2030s it's what the era is but yeah um yeah
0: all right so this photo
1: is a, a modern approach to that right that's so, yeah. the
0: photo i'm showing right now so straight onto your uh your bar top yeah. All right, so I just, it looks really, I I love the aesthetic of it. It just, it looks amazing. And this is another shot. This is of the, I I try to get a lot of the floor. And so in this shot, you can actually see the worn spot on the floor where people have walked for years. And then obviously the parts that haven't been walked on all that much. But I'm pretty sure. Uh, shall your business, Terry, for years, you guys are going to be making new warm spots on the floor. <laughs>
1: Probably. <laughs> <so>. Probably. <laughs>
0: uh, really, really cool stuff. And then the last photo I have here is one of your employees um, pouring a yes. soda. It's so, awesome. Um, um, your sodas, you guys, is it, if I'm understanding correctly, you guys make the sodas yourself?
2: Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so I uh, yeah. did some homework again and, uh, you know, found uh, some piecemeal, did the, uh, the carbonation system myself and was able to find this one little part that allowed me to, to make it. And because there's several different ways to carbonate water. And I chose a more natural way versus, you know, artificial carbonation. And it actually works. So, when I, you know, so doing, <laughs> doing the homework and really trying to understand the engineering behind it it really goes down to, you know, temperature and pressure. Yeah. And uh, it really, you know, after, I, cause it, I, you know, the first test studies, it didn't really quite work. And then all of a sudden overnight it changed and I was like, holy crap, I did it. Yeah. And uh, it's exciting. Yeah. So that whole, the whole soda um, thing was uh, it's, it's exciting to see, you know, where that in terms of, you know, seltzers and carbonated water, in terms of a market, you know, we uh, it's a it's an emerging market in the in the bar and restaurant industry. From the bar side, you know, our non-alcoholic sales are increasing, so this gives us the ability and a palate to again create cool stuff.
1: So yeah, we make all of our own syrups in house. Um, we do use that seltzer, and the, the soda jerk name was from whenever they would have to jerk the dispenser ah. for the seltzer um, to come out, and so that's where that came from historically, but. We still call them soda jerks because it's fun. Yeah, and we like to have fun.
0: <laughs> no, I, I I love it. So, um, before we go, I'm gonna show your website. So this is their website, and I'll show you the 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 link here. So it's uh, sundaysodafountain.com, dot com straight up, just like that. Uh, you can screenshot that if you need. So on there, you can um, order via DoorDash. You can, if you want to work there, you can apply. They also have their menu, their hours. So. When you click the menu, uh, it looks like a PDF that opens up, and you can print it if you need. But, I mean, they have menus there if you go there, you know. Um, The logo is really cool. I'm a logo guy. That's a really sweet logo. No pun intended. Or actually, sure, pun intended. Sweet, yes. (laughs) Um, So you can see the sparkling sodas. You can see all the different variations there. Really cool stuff. I've had a couple and they are definitely different um, they do have stuff that is reminiscent of what would be a coca-cola but you guys do not have coca-cola there
1: well the only thing that we th- that is a change we did <coughs> add a cooler recently and so we have the bottled coca-cola okay, now got it that's a new but addition
0: like, the fountain self. no is, that's going to be a, yeah. su-
1: a sunday's cola got
0: it and so uh, you can see all this stuff. you got salsa water you got egg cream yeah. that's interesting and that's then an
1: old, old school soda fountain classic um it has no no, no egg. eggs in it. yeah
0: <laughs> no egg right okay makes sense and then you got floats and then you, of course you got milkshakes and all the other beverages and then we have the the food i mean just it goes on and right. it just it's i'm like i'm getting hungry so this is probably why i'm lingering on the thing somebody said uh the burgers of sundays are awesome thank you so really great really great stuff man um Okay, I can't, I can't, I can't look at the menu anymore. All right. So, but the libations, I'll show that. So you can see there's a change in the menu. The, the colors are inverted, so you can tell what you're looking at. And so you can just kind of look at that right there. They have spiked milkshakes. I mean, look at that. That is wild. So okay. yeah, our
1: libations menu is a separate menu um, a lot. It also kind of speaks to the era where, I guess, people would go in during Prohibition and the whole thing was wink to get a drink. So this is <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
0: All right, well, um, I know you guys have somewhere to be. Yeah. So I really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, is there anything that you guys wanna mention before we close out?
1: Um, well, thank you for having us, first of all. I mean, we've been wanting to connect with you for a long time, so this is really fun. Um,
2: but your mask scared me a little bit.
1: Which one? <laughs> uh, we didn't want
2: to, you to expose us too soon and you know, we didn't have our product fully prepared. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. okay, I was like, what are you
1: yeah, talking so- about? <laughs>
2: We appreciate everything. We
1: appreciate your patience with us.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I still I still have it back in my mind that I need to make the official post that you guys are open. But uh, because I haven't done that. Time
1: to do that.
0: (laughs) Now's probably a really good time to do that. Um, So I've been having my photos saved. I have way too many photos of things and I should delete a lot. But I kept the photos um, because I knew at one point I'd be like, okay. I I need to post it, but I I knew you guys were waiting on your menus for your wall and some stuff, and so there was some stuff that held me back, and I was trying to respect, you know, how you guys wanted it to be presented to the public, so um, after this, probably in the next week or so, I'll I'll do my best to figure out a way creatively to introduce this as a new business, because it still is, is, but... To the people that, there's, there's a ton of people that haven't heard about it. I know for a fact that there hasn't.
1: That there's a fact, yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a lot, of downtown, people know us downtown, right? Yeah. So they know about it. And then by word of mouth, a lot of people have come in, or social media, they'll follow us, they come in. So um, it is interesting, though, how many people the second we, we cross over, to the, I call it going on the other side of town, um, they're like, wait, I think I've heard of that before. Where is it? Is it open? Um, and so, yes, we're here to say it's open. Come visit us and how we like to say you know, it's we're big on customer service and hospitality, and we invite you to taste the experience. Yeah, are
0: you guys going? Are you guys going like politicians and door door knocking and like giving flyers out? Should we? I don't know. I just I don't know. Did you see like our
1: it. soda jerk on the bike? We all, with our, yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> I did.
2: We have all different forms of yeah.
1: marketing.
0: Okay, that's great. Yeah. Well, look, uh, it was a pleasure to have you guys on, and I'm I I appreciate your time, and I know. Um, guys had some other places to be and we ran a little bit behind but um i do appreciate you sticking around thank you thank, thank you. Awesome. all right guys and yeah and y'all go check out the sunday soda fountain and again the the website is sundaysodafountain.com and they're on facebook instagram all those places uh it's right off of jefferson street uh just a little short walk from central pizza and the new the flats yep. coming which is really cool our
1: neighbors next door and then we're right next door to the science museum so it's a really fun Experience if you're in the 400 block of Jefferson. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Great. All right. Look, you guys have a great weekend, and I look forward to uh, having lunch at Sunday Soda Fountain. Hopefully, I'll try that burger because somebody said it's awesome, and you said people are saying it's good. So, (laughs) look, uh, I think Lafayette's a burger place. Uh, It's weird because Spoonbill, I spoke to the owner uh, just Monday, and he thought that. So, uh, Swim Bill would be a seafood restaurant but more people are knowing it for the burger than the seafood so and I love their
1: seafood so. exactly
0: <laughs> well uh, again have a great weekend and thank we'll you. see you awesome
1: thank day. you